Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is February 14th, so thanks for listening again, or if you're new, hey! We're your hosts, Rochelle Ham And Samuel Shoyola. Creators of MarriageMillennials.com, which is a blog that discusses God's design for family, teaches millennials to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares them for family. To put things in our real time, the blog is in the strategically single and intentionally engaged phase. What this means is that we do not address specific issues about marriage at this time because we are not married. Instead, our current focus is teaching millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and preparing them for family if that is our current desire they have. All right, and before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the convo going with us after the end of the podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site marriageformillennials.com. So if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash MF Millennials. Rose Twitter and IG handle is at Rochelle Han- Ham, and mine is at Samuel Shoyola. So feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on iTunes, so subscribe to that so you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar, and it will pop up for you. All right, and last thing, if you've been following or if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site from books to free courses to my closet, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. All righty, guys, let's jump in. <laughs> yeah. Hey. What's going on, baby? Yeah, we're back at it again with the back at it again. Yeah, I mean, we're back. Um, doing the podcast we hope you guys have been well um you know we've just been chilling wedding planning we ain't been chilling (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just trying to get ready for the big day and just you know putting all of our energy and everything that comes with Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the wedding so and in between we're trying to get these squeezed in yep as much as possible yeah so we 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 were like telling ourselves like we got get back on the podcast like we got to start creating some content um mm-hmm. for everybody so people have been asking us like hey when are you and sam gonna drop a new episode so we figured what better time to do it than valentine's day everybody likes to talk about love 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 don't they love 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 yes and it wouldn't be us if we didn't talk about love but in probably the most contradicting way to society <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. um we figured we'd uh talk about um something you thought right you, knew you thought you thought we were going to talk about cupid but no so um yes if you've read the title of this uh podcast which you more than likely have or else you probably wouldn't have clicked it then it is called is a relationship or my relationship supposed to make me happy keyword happy mm-hmm. you make me happy you make you make me happy yeah. you know sometimes when you're not when i don't want to blow my brains out what? <laughs> and I'm sure I've I, never heard her say that about me <laughs> to my face until this podcast. And I'm sure Disclaimer. that I do the same to you at many times. So yeah, okay. I've so I've never admitted that either. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we want to talk about this on Valentine's Day. If you celebrate Valentine's Day, you know we hope that you have a great day. Um, you know, according to your means, we don't want you to follow society's advice and just kind of spend your whole life saving just for that big teddy bear but um <laughs> we hope that you enjoy the day and that you enjoy this podcast so let's jump right in so the first um 
point that we have is contently pursuing what's glorifying to God in the space that God has placed you. So, of course, this goes without saying, before you can be happy with someone else, you need to be happy with yourself. Right. Um, And this is pretty basic information. I think if you listen to anyone who does relationship content, they'd say the same thing. They'd probably start off with this. And um, it's important. Even though it is kind of entry-level information, it's important. Um, And and just to to add a caveat real quick to that, like, mm -hmm. we're not saying, like, um, some other, I know some other folks they kind of say that yeah you need to be happy with yourself but it's not saying that we that you can find happiness within yourself but we're saying that with god if you if you have a good relationship with god then we're saying that that's how you find happiness with yourself but go ahead right so true happiness in you in order for you to be truly happy that would what 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 that would look like would be you contently pursuing what's glorifying to God. Right. So yes, exactly. that's what that's exactly. why our first point is our first point. Um, so you know what does that look like? Um, that will be your personal relationship with God. Want to touch on that? Yeah, I mean, um, I would say just to start that um, you know once you have made a confession to uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would say that on top of that, you should also not only be um, you know, capitalizing on the fact that you're saved, but you also need to capitalize on the fact that that should bear fruit. So if you are um, bearing fruit, that means you and and you want to be walking and pursuing a relationship with God, there should be a yearning, a desire for his word. That's number one. And also for a relationship as far as like a verbal relationship, you should be talking to God. How do you talk to God? You talk to him through prayer. Right. So I think I think that that should be something that you would see as fruit in your relationship towards God. And if you're constantly doing that, then yeah, I think that you're at least on the on the right track in regards to having a personal relationship. Yep. Yeah. Um also, you know, like is Christ the center of your life? Um mm. Sam and I, we've been going through this book um that um my future sister-in-law actually gave us and um we've been going through it and this is one of the questions that we had on it like is christ the center of your life like does he control every decision that you make Mm. every emotion that you express um is he in control of that and to be honest i mean even when we were talking amongst ourselves um you know our answer was not completely you know exactly exactly like you know so definitely no shame in our game but like it's like you know it's christ definitely there's some areas where we're still selfish and we're still want to have that ultimate control of our lives. And so, um, yeah, man, that's a big thing. Because um, having Christ at the center of your self is what is going to keep you when you want to quit on your significant other. Yeah. Um, and that's just a real deal. Holy feel, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, um, you know, so many times, so much relationship content is just so, yeah, and then when you do this plus do this, then your relationship is set to be so great form- forever. It's formulated. Like, yeah, it's just so formulated. And it's like, yeah, besides the fact that I just almost wanted to throw an egg and crack it open, and, and, and you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, besides the fact that you made me, frustrated today right. and 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 i'm not so happy right now with you um and so right i have egg in my hair right now <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so um yeah when you but when you have christ at the center you like babe said you bear fort fruit yep and so and that you not only do you bear fort fruit you bear 
forth Christ-like fruit. Yes, exactly. And and also I, w- I would add that um, there there's even a I forgot what verse it is, but it's where Paul's talking about even for a husband, if you don't if you don't submit to Christ and everything, mm-hmm. why would you expect your wife to submit to you and everything? Right. So this is a mindset you should even think about while you're single in perfecting that you're not ever going to be perfect but mm-hmm. i'm saying great gradually as you're walking with christ he will be sanctifying you and helping you in that perfection towards your you know eventual you know glorification or until you know death to you part and and it's one of those things where it's like yes if i would learn better to submit to christ on many different things whether it be my emotions and men i know we don't like to say that we're emotional whatever like that but we, we we're emotional creatures i mean when we when, when you guys just watched the super bowl for example mm-hmm. pretty sure emotions were running high yeah. i i saw the facebook feeds i didn't actually get a chance to watch it myself but um i saw the facebook feeds i even had some friends who called me and they were like yo you watching the game and i you know i had to tell them i wasn't but the fact of the matter is is that men are emotional creatures too. We just are emotional in different ways. Mm-hmm. And if we don't submit even those emotions to Christ, are we by any means... How can you expect... How can we expect our, our, our wives, our future wives to do that to us? Let me, let me just give one example real quick. So like a man, for example, um, this commonly happens in church where a guy will leave maybe 15 or 20 minutes early from his, uh, from, from his church just to catch the football game, right? And he'll he'll express his emotions on the football game, but instead of submitting to Christ in that area where he could have, you know, kept the first and second commandment and keeping God first, he then says breaks that and thinks that he's going to go and have fun in that area instead. Yeah, man. And at the end of the day, it's just pretty much um, the ultimate picture of the bride and, um, you know, his church. And so... Christ in his church, right? Yeah, Christ in his church, who is the church is the bride. That's what I meant, sorry. Um, So, yeah, um, and so, you know, as when you're in a relationship with someone or, you know, getting ready, courting, getting ready to be in a marriage, you're modeling that in a way. And, um, you know, women, you're submitting to your husband as, you know, Christ and his bride. And for husbands, they're submitting to Christ and things like that. And so... Um, yes, it all works together, and that's why having Christ at the center of your life and as the head is what's going to, that's why it is what is going to keep you when you kind of want to just kind of quit, um, because we're humans and we have natural emotions. So, yeah, um, mm-hmm. so we want to end this point with, you know, just kind of a question that, you know, we thought of and based on the book that we read, and it was, you know, if Jesus walked out of your life today, would life be any different for you? And kind of compare that to, you know, being in a relationship. Right. right. That's a great question. And um, I think I think that when we were thinking about it, the answer was kind of like yes and no. Um, yes, in the sense that um, there are a lot of things that we have submitted to Christ that would gradually devolve if, if Christ was to walk out of our lives and we became more and more secular. Um, and no, in the sense that there are some things that we have not fully submitted to Christ that if he walked out, you wouldn't see a difference in our lives at all. So we just, we really want to emphasize that we need to gradually become more and more submitted to Christ, and that will actually bring out the happiness that we're looking for in our relationships. But go ahead. 
Yep. Um, that's pretty much all I have on that point. Okay. All right, cool. Let's go um, on to the next one. Yeah. Let's so um, the second one is pleasure versus happiness. Okay. Here we um, go. Yeah, definitely want to talk about that. Reason being is sometimes if we can really be honest, when we say we want happiness, what we're really saying is I want what pleasures me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, society teaches us this all the time. Um, you know, we say, you know, with love, you know, I want, I want to love, I want to love someone. Like, you know, you see all these posts, like from women and men, like, I can't, I'm, I can't wait to find my wife. What is my wife doing right now? I can't wait to love on her. What is my day doing right (laughs) now? I can't wait to love on my day. But in saying love, you're saying that, but in the back, in the back of our you know, wretched minds. Mm-hmm. We really want someone who makes us, ha- you know, pleasured, who, who pleasures us, whether that's in their affirmations to us, whether that's in, um, you know, their gifts to us. Mm-hmm. This is why marriage counseling exists because when someone feels like, you know, this person is not pleasuring me enough, mm-hmm. we need to go seek help or else I want to leave you because you're not pleasuring me the way that I need to be pleasured. Right. Right. So, um, it's that, it's that issue of, I think the issue is sacrificial giving. And, and that's, that's, that's the word I think we talked about before when we were like preparing this, like sacrifice just isn't, it, 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 it's something that we should inculcate more Yeah, often. and that's definitely something that we'll get into um, later in this podcast. Um, but, yeah, man, um, you know, we're pretty much saying that, you know, we want what pleasures us, but that's not necessarily what we need. And, you know, like your calling as a significant other is not really to fulfill yourself. People think that. They think that my calling is to always fulfill myself and to do what it is that is most pleasurable to me or most advantageous to me at this moment you know um and I, I would just say that there has to be a level to which we finally say to ourselves well what actually is the priority that God has given me to fo- to, to to focus on yeah it's not to fulfill yourself but it's to be fulfilled in him so that you can feel fulfill someone else yeah and you know what I, this is the way I heard it kind of put to me if you are it, you are made in the image of God, right? So in order for you to actually be more like yourself, you would have to worship the image bearer, right? Because the more you worship the image bearer, the more you are reflecting the image of God that you are made in. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that is that to me is more so what fulfills you rather than your, your fleshly self desires that you, that, you know, that you think fulfill you. Yeah. And um, sometimes God gives us urges and desires. Like, okay, like we'll say, okay, well, you know, God wouldn't be giving me this desire if he didn't want me to fulfill it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, God put this in me so that I can birth that. You know, you you even see some of those charismatic creatures like you, you're pregnant. Something's your purpose is pregnant inside you. Have you ever heard one of those? Purpose (laughs) is pregnant. Uh But, um, but any, any, it's got to come out. It's got to come out. out. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but, uh, and and then, and then I'll I'll say another way, another way that y'all do this, that that people in general do this Mm -hmm. is that they'll look at their horoscopes, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, well, you know, for a Pisces, it says that I am such and such and such way. Mm-hmm. So that's the way that God made me. So anything that would take me out of that comfort zone of whatever the horoscope said, mm-hmm. it must not be 
Right. Like, as though God will never take you out of your comfort zone. God, me and Rochelle will tell you right now, even in this engagement stage, Mm -hmm. God will take you out of your comfort zone. Definitely. He will definitely put you in places where it's like, yo, this is is completely just almost torturous, but it's good for me. Right. It's good for me. It's actually perfecting me in regards to, just like when they say iron sharp as iron. When you put those two pieces together at first, it is not gonna come out. It's not gonna come out pretty. Mm-hmm. But um, kind of like I, I recently heard from a sermon where um, you know they were talking about compatibility, and it was like compatibility is not an altar that you should worship at, where you think that oh, if me and my spouse are compatible, sometimes God will put you with an incompatible partner, and the purpose of that is so that over time, just like water ro- washing over a rock, mm-hmm. that that jagged rock will eventually become smooth over mm-hmm. years. That same jagged rock that was being washed over by water will become smooth. All the edges will be smoothed out. And that's the same thing for vice versa as far as your partner on you as well. So you'll be perfecting her and she will be perfecting you. Right. So when you get those um, urges and desires, sometimes, of course, you know, God puts desires in our hearts. And for the very purpose for us to fulfill them, to bring glory to him. Yep. But then there are other times when God gives us urges and desires so that you can automatically put it right back on the altar and sacrifice it. Yep. Um, like in many ways, um, you know, for example, um, you know, say that you have a desire to be this extreme CEO, worker bee woman in mm-hmm. force, you know, things like that. Um, you know, some people, God you know, can use in that way if he chooses. But then there is also a a good amount of people who can do that but would be neglecting a lot of things if they did do that. So that desire that God may place in you may just be for the very purpose for you to put it back on the altar and so that you can see yourself sacrificing it for God because God is, at the end of the day, the most important, that center in mm-hmm. your life. And that's a lot of the, we need to look at some of our desires like that. Not every one of them needs to be fulfilled. Some of them are placed in your life just to be sacrificed. As a te- it's a test. It's literally God is putting it in your life to see, "Hey, I just gave you something, but are you willing to sacrifice it for obedience to me?" It's like Abraham. Exactly. It's just like Abraham with Isaac. I gave you the promised seed, right? Mm-hmm. Your wife is dirt old. There's no way in the world that she should be conceiving kids, right? But somehow, through my miraculous work, I have given you a child. Now give it back. Now give it back. <laughs> exactly. And and Abraham was willing to do it. He was fully willing to do it. Yeah. And and not, and then, but not and only some, that, and he then, was nervous. Exactly. He you expressed know, he, was nervous. he expressed his own uh second thoughts, his doubts about the issue. But and that's human. That's human of all of us. There will be times in which even for men you have an opportunity. I always talk about this example that my dad did for us as kids um, where, you know, one of us was really starting to, um, I guess, get into a lot of street culture, street life. And um, my dad at the time was actually working in two states. So he was working in, in uh, West Virginia and here in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And when he saw that, he was like, I can't allow my child and when we say working in two states, I know what this is kind of implied, but I think what Sam is trying to explain to you guys is that his dad was making like 
the probably the max amount of money that he ever made. Yeah, it was it was really pockets was, was pockets was heavy. Yeah, exactly. You know he mean? he was he was pockets were being laid. He was he was very very well paid during that time. And um, but it's like but at what cost? Because so, your son so, is suffering. Right. So so his son so his son at the time was not doing well um, as far as um, the social circles that he was hanging with. He was getting in a lot of trouble. He was just saying to himself, well, it's not worth me making all these millions if me making these millions means that my son is going to be at the, is the expense of that. Right. What is it to gain the world and lose your soul? And, and, and it doesn't get much closer than, you know, the loins of your own, you know, the fruit of your loins or whatever. And, like, so he literally, he, he shut down the office. Shut down the office in West Virginia, came back down to Georgia, and became the father figure that he needed to be for that son during that particular time and and it really helped it you saw a marked difference in that particular brother of mine who um who turned his life around and i really i really i re- that example has forever been just etched in my brain as something that even i have to learn to give in the future there could be something that i have an opportunity for that i'm just gonna have to you know if it means sacrificing time away from my family to the expense of my family that that's it. That's hypocritical. It's like saying I'm working to go make all these millions so that I can neglect the people who I'm working for to make all these millions. Right. It's just hypocritical. Right. So, um, yeah, man. And, uh, I think Sam was saying this to me when we were kind of talking, you know, not once, you know, in the history of the world have, you know, fleshy desires brought happiness. Like we said, they bring pleasure, but never happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and when God, you know, and God gives you his law, it's, it's not, it's not a killjoy because people think that people look at God's law as though it's the parent that's telling you, you can't go to the party, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, that's not what it is. God's not telling you, you can't go to the party because he doesn't want you to have fun. He's actually giving you what is best for you because he knows what is good for us. So can you, um, kind of talk about that? About, I know you were saying like killjoy and everything. Can you talk about that and how it relates to pleasure or happiness over pleasure? So like, for example, there will be, um, let me, let me think of a good one. Um, okay. Let's say you and your friends, y'all are goofing off on the clock at work, right? And, um, you know that when it comes to the commandment of thou shall not steal, when you are not focused on your task at work, for example, you are technically stealing from your employer, right? You are stealing from your employer. You're not using, utilizing the time that he has given you to earn that paycheck that you need as the most efficiently that you possibly could. So what happens is, let's say that somebody comes to you and tells you, hey, guys, no more goofing off. You need to do blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? So you would look at that person as though like they're the party pooper, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on and join us, you would even probably say, right? You try to entice them to join in on your fun and waste more time. But the fact of the matter is the reason why they're telling you to do this is because this overall makes the business most profitable. Because if everybody was to keep goofing off, guess what? Eventually the business shuts down and then nobody gets a paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. That's for the good of the business. And it's the same thing for us. For the good of our own lives, there are times in which God's telling us, hey, stop goofing off. Stop playing around. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to fulfill your own pleasures 
and try to do what is actually right in the moment because that will bring you the most happiness. Because I promise you, when you stop getting a paycheck from your job, you ain't going to be so happy, right? Right, right? And the same thing for those same paychecks, those intangible paychecks that God gives us. Every morning you wake up and you have breath in your lungs, it's an intangible paycheck that God has given you, a chance that he's given you to make the most of today. Yeah. If he stops giving you that, you're not going to have happiness. Yeah, well, you definitely won't if he stops giving you breath because you'd be dead. Yeah, but um, and, and, and the funny thing is, you you actually would lose pleasure too. Yeah, you lose you, pleasure yeah, too because you, you ain't got because now you ain't even got the source for which yeah. you can even have your pleasure. Yeah, the buck stops here. So you end up losing everything because you yeah. sacrifice uh, pleasure for happiness. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting um, how that so works. Like, yeah, so like, ask yourself, you know, how much is instant gratification or that instant pleasure at what cost? How much is it worth? So it's yeah, not worth it. Not worth it at all. Yeah, we definitely rambled on <laughs> on that second point. So we're going to hop on into the third point. Our third point is that um, happiness is an emotion. Um, It's not even necessarily the ultimate goal that we should even be trying to obtain because it Mm -hmm. definitely fleets. Um, Our heart is deceitful. Um, You know, God tells us that. He shows us that. Our emotions change. And even as humans, um, we see that. Speak on it. Even if you, whether, even if you say, you know, I don't even believe in that Christ thing you're talking about. But like, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. As a human, you know that there are times when you speak with someone, whether it's your boss, your significant other, your parents, your children, if you're a parent, mm-hmm. where in the morning you could be like so mad at them and by <laughs> afternoon you've made up. I mean, yep. I know we do that. This is the um, phrase, this is the phrase, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Yeah, and it's like, or vice versa. Like, you know, you can um, be really, really happy with someone in the morning, and then by afternoon, something happens, and you're just, like, not happy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, happiness is not something that when you're in a, in a relationship, that doesn't necessarily need to be what you strive for because, it, again, it's an emotion that changes. Yeah. And if you base your foundation, foundation on... Um, you know, how happy you are, then when you're not happy, you're going to be in shambles or you're going to want to try to get out or you're going to want to try and quit because you don't know what it is to be in something despite your emotion. Yeah, you're basing your foundation on something that changes all the time. That's not solid ground. That's, right. That's like, that's sinking sand, essentially. Which, ooh, this is deep. I just thought about this in my head. Which brings us right back to point number one about Christ being the center of your life because you start to bear Christ-like fruit, mm-hmm. like long-suffering. Ooh. And like, you know, patience and, mm-hmm. you know, Kindness, kindness, doing um, self-control. What's that other one? Seeing, um, it's like a fruit of the spirit. It's like not that you see no wrong, but like you, like you're. Oh, it's not irritable in the sense that it's. You're um, you're not quick to assumes the best. Yeah, assumes the best. You're not quick to like you know see the wrong see the wrong in others, and so you know all of all of the things kind of play together Mm -hmm. um so that was good i'm glad i thought about that you know (laughs) thanks that was on the fly thanks jay just you know that was for free too (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah so yes happiness is an emotion um so you remember that um and remember that when you are in a relationship and you know don't let that be what you base your you know substance or your foundation on Mm -hmm. okay number four Happiness in a relationship requires sacrificing. 
we touched on this a little bit. So many times you watch um, you watch relationship content, and it's all about what you can do to make your significant other happy, as opposed to what you can sacrifice to make them happy. And what what we mean is like, there's a lot of things in your life that if you would just say, you know, this this particularly applies to my my millennial age folks, um, the brothers who grew up with the video games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people my age and younger, people my age and older typically have this kind of down packed Mm -hmm. because they weren't really exposed to this, but we know for a fact that a lot of us waste a lot of time on our video games, on things that are just like on social media, on things that we could literally just say, hey, let's put that down for a second and give our partner some time. Let's give our partner some time. That is sacrificing. That is sacrificial giving. And it, it kind of ties ties in a little bit to point number, uh, I think it was point number two about sacrificial giving as well, that we were saying that in regards to like, when you have that altar, I mean, when you have that thing that God gave you, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a test. These things are not necessarily sinful in and of themselves, but it's a test. Hey, can you put that down to focus on what I've given you priority to focus on? Yeah. And, um, you know, when we talk about, you know, relationships, we have to say and, you know, stress and push the word sacrifice more often in our content. I really believe that yeah, we do. Yeah. And the reason why we do is because what happens when you don't push the word sacrifice, not only do people not know how to sacrifice for others, they don't even know how to appreciate sacrifices from someone else to them because they don't even realize that it's happening. Right, right. Um, and and I, and and honestly, this kind of speaks to me. Like you know, some just in my relationship, there are so many things that if you look back, it's like, wow. Like Sam does a lot of stuff for me. Like you know, like if I if I you know, say you know I need something to be picked up from a store because I'm I'm at work and I just don't have it and I need it. And if Sam's in the, even if he's not in the vicinity, and if it's somewhere some kind of out of the way place Sam will drive there and bring it to me at work or how many times did I cut up (laughs) you know to him and he just had self-control like how many how many sacrifices does he do for me and vice versa vice versa to him I mean we obviously help each other in our relationship so so you know and but that's something that me sometimes Sam makes sacrifice and I don't even realize that that they're being done because the word sacrifice was not necessarily something that was pushed to me. And, I mean, me being an only child for 21 years really doesn't help either. So, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a princess. So, uh, so yeah, we really need to push sacrifice so that, um, you know, we can know how to do it for others. And know how to recognize it. And know how to recognize it, yep. yes. Yep, I definitely agree with that. Yep. Um, I think Sam had a couple things else he wanted to touch on in regards to sacrificing in a relationship. Um, yeah. And yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, sometimes men, we feel like we're squandering our talent or our potential by, uh, um, by being more available to our partners and even our families. Um, but when you're washing your wife in the word, when you're bringing up your children in the light of God's word as well, um, is it's only, th- this is a job and this is work that is eternal. Like, 
you know, the football game, the video game, the, the you know, talking with your boys to late nights or hanging out with them on the stoop or whatever like that. I say stoop because that's what me and my homeboys used to do. But, um, like, when you're doing all that, sometimes you have to say, can this be, like, done at a later, can, can I do another stoop at another time? Can I, can I, you know, maybe the video game can be played later after I'm done tending to what my priorities are as a man. You see what I'm saying? And um, I, I think that you have to understand that these are eternal issues because your children's salvation, they're either going one or two places, right? And that place is going to be forever. Your wife also is going, it, where she goes is going to be forever. So I think that the priority of, of putting them first actually is of much more importance than whatever it is that whatever it is that we you know tend to like just favor because we're so we're just used to our habits we're used to our habits and we're too prideful to say hey you know what i'm I'm with someone now and therefore i'm esteeming them above myself and if i'm esteeming them above myself then I'll, i'll put away this habit this habit isn't that important right and um you know at the end of the day you know, for, you know, those courting, this is not, this doesn't really apply to you necessarily, but for those who have entered a covenant in marriage and, you know, we don't really like to talk about marriage stuff because we are not married, but I think this is something that anybody could give advice on. Mm. Um, nobody can give your, you know, partner, your partner time, but you, mm-hmm. Unless it's gonna get real funky up yeah, in there, yeah. Unless, in unless you're bringing yeah, infidelity, yeah. Unless you're, unless you're bringing infidelity, yeah. And and nobody and, can give the, give the time that you can give, but you, right? And no one mm-hmm. else can give you know your kid, daddy, or mommy time, but you. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know when you want to, a lot a lot of times we throw them to the wayside, and it's like, I mean, they're they're, they're kids. Who cares? Yeah. Let me give them to someone else to raise them for their whole life, and let me also let them be surrounded by peers who I don't even know their parents because I want this million dollar job. Right. right. What about me? You know, I, I, I was recently, I was, I was recently, we were, we were uh, fellowshipping with some of our friends. Uh, we've talked about them before, Nelly and Dami. And um, mm-hmm. Dami was telling us about how he went to, I think it was a Ted talk or some type of CEO talk at his, at his job. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a female CEO mm-hmm. and, and she would even, she was asked at one point, she was asked, so how do you juggle this and being a mom? And she admitted that, hey, um, when it comes down to it, I just thank God for the forgiveness of my children because I am not a good mom. I am not the greatest mom in the world because there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And you have to understand that if you are choosing your job over your family, Mm -hmm. that is a sacrifice. And that is also against God's word to a degree. You see what I'm saying? Because your child's never going to be two again. They're never going to be three again. Yeah. Four or five as the ages go by. And even this thinking kind of about, um, you know, Nelly and Dami, um, they, you know, as humans, you you think about that. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you know, Nelly's a stay-at-home mom, and she kind of, she got into entrepreneurship. And, you know, they came to a crossroads where she was contemplating possibly going back into the workforce um, just to make, you know, maybe more money. And they even texted us today and it was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Like, we Mm -hmm. decided against it. I'm just going to stay here. You know, I want to be able to, you know, love on my kid. Um, And you know what I mean? Like, it's a sacrifice. And it's not... And and, and there's still other... And it also forces you to think more creatively. Because now she's thinking to herself, okay, there are actually ways I can make money from home. 
and she's already started doing it, by the way, and and she's great at it. So I don't think that it's something that is ever going to be something that she regrets later on in the future. Because I believe that, like I said before in the beginning of this, like we said, her happiness is not the same as pleasure. Yeah, it would please her more to go to work and do that way. And and the more Christ-like you become, what pleasures you will change. Yeah, your want to change. <laughs> so what you say, want to do so about to say, changes. It, it, it pleasures her to be at home with Peyton. Yeah. It, 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 it her, does. Because God is not only sanctifying like your mind and your soul, he's also, believe it or not, see, people forget this, he's also sanctifying your flesh. Yeah. He's sanctifying, he's changing your want to. He is changing what it is that you want and desire to do. So, yes, um, you know, like we said, just to kind of wrap this up, relationships take sacrificing um, and hard work, which brings us to yep. our last point. Mm-hmm. Um, hard wake, ha- hard wake, <laughs> ha- hard work your way to happiness. <laughs> um, you know, like we said before, we've learned that relationships take work. I mean, we've been in this thing for four years. Um Wow, I just realized that like this is like like after five after five years, that will be my longest relationship in life. I mean, we're getting married, so it doesn't matter, but <laughs> just saying like, oh well, it's pretty cool. But anyway, um yeah, we've learned that relationships take work and um from different angles occurring at the same time. Believe me believe you me, we know. Um so to make things work, you gotta have hard work, you gotta care. Yep. Like, you know, this isn't the time to be hard and so tough and, you know, I have to be right, no humility, or if you're a guy, you know, so macho, or if you're a girl, I'm so independent, I don't need, this is not the time for that. Like, have a heart, care, that's the only way yep. your relationship is going to work. You can listen to these these women if you want to and let them make you feel like, well, my man listens to me because da 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 da. You can listen to them if you want to. That's not how a relationship works. It's and you not. can listen to these men if you want to when they say, oh, you know, yeah, you know, my wife just listens to whatever I say and they try to make it seem like their wife is a doormat. You can listen to them if they want to, if you want to. Yeah. But that's not how, how a relationship works, or not a happy one at least, since we're right. talking about happiness. Um, you know, it requires sacrifice, like we said, and it requires humility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hard work your way to happiness. Yeah, and I think um, the only word of caution that we would throw in there is that we want you to be able to care enough to want to work as hard as it takes to reach your goals. But don't care so much that you turn those goals into idols. Goals we, in regards to your relationship. Goals in regards to your relationship. So, like, you know, there might be a thing that, you know, between you and your uh, partner that you are trying to work on. I know, for example... With me, I am trying to become more emotionally available for Roe, right? So, and this is this is a common thing. A lot of men struggle with this um, early in their relationship. Some men are better at it than others. But for me, I want to, I really want to work on that. But the moment that, let's say that I fail in that in that particular aspect one day, if I get, if I fail and that causes me to then be angry and sin, that means I've turned that goal into an idol. Or if I even turn into an idol in regards to receiving it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because we should not be saying that we need perfection in this particular thing in order for us to love and serve one another in sacrificial ways. Mm -hmm. There are going to be times in which Rochelle, for example, she has her own struggles. And if she fails in that, that does not mean that I should cease 
to love sacrificially towards Ro. Yeah. I still love sacrificially towards Ro, and I pray for Ro so that eventually God will then be the Holy. Because sometimes we try to play the Holy Spirit with someone else, yeah. and we try to say we try to try to coax them into change. But in the in the reality, I do that all the time. It's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, but and, and, the, and the reality is that we need to learn to use utilize prayer, which is something that we said in the beginning, right? We said that one of the fruits that you should see is do you yearn for God's word and do you pray? Do you pray when you wake up? Do you pray when you're about to go to sleep? You should be yearning to communicate with God and um, and have him communicate with you. And how does he communicate with you? Through his word. How do you communicate with him? Through prayer. All right. We have said a mouthful. Yes, hopefully we haven't. Hard wake up if you are already asleep, okay? <laughs> Hard wake. <laughs> right. Um, we, uh, we're we going to try to definitely do more content, um, just especially as we get closer to the altar, just so that you guys can um, uh, hear from us a lot more often. I mean, we say that. Maybe we'll probably come back in, like, June or something knowing us. We're so shady. <laughs> but we're so shady. Oh, boy. I but, hope it's um, not that case. But we hope it's not that case. Um, but, yeah. Um, again, happy Valentine's Day if you're listening to this. Um, again, if you bear even, with us, we yeah, are we are doing the whole wedding if, right now. If, it's, it's if crazy. you're if you're single, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but last year we did strategically single. Oh, I totally forgot. And um, I will probably post that video um, from last year. Um, just because we're obviously not doing an event this year, just because of you know wedding planning and things like that. Um, so I'll post that again just so that other you can read it. If you're single, shout out to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Single is not just a waiting room for marriage. Right. There's so much work to be done. So happy Valentine's Day to you. Your Valentine's Day, um, you know, your Valentine is not not Jesus because I don't really like the whole Jesus my boyfriend thing. Yeah, we'll stay but, away from um, but but you get what I'm saying. And if you're in a in a, if you're in a relationship in whatever form it is, um, courting, engaged, or married, do something nice for your significant other within reason what you can afford. And um, you know, have a great evening. You know, like it's still a good day to just it's a great day to have a great day. So, um, yeah, we hope that you guys enjoy this podcast, and uh, we look forward to how I you next time. All right. Take care.
are of me to the meadows upstream drink there is no fee better never won't be satisfied so free every day no flee i'm safe